my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So today is going to be a diversion from our normal topics, but I think it is a needed diversion. I actually had an episode all primed and ready and time to be out um, on time on this Tuesday morning, which is, which is usually when I release podcasts. But um, around midday yesterday, I started to get this feeling that this week's episode should not be the main topic. Um, that episode will go out later this week. I'm just going to give you a heads up. It is kind of a heavier topic. It is um, talking about grieving for grieving childlessness for women who are um, single, single later than they wanted to be, and they have wanted to have a biological child, and also grieving for women who, um, grieving childlessness for women who have been trying to have a child as well, a biological child, and not been successful. And so I have an amazing guest who's going to be talking with us about that um, on that day, um, which will be later this week. Um, but I, I kept getting this feeling that that should not be the topic for today. And so I was like, okay, this has happened before when I've scrapped an episode at the final hour and just kind of waited for inspiration. So I trusted my gut. I moved it to be later this week and I just said, okay, whatever I'm supposed to talk about will come. And, um, I was up late, um, scrolling, um, sending emails, um, that kind of thing. And one of my friends posted on social media, this podcast episode by, um, from the black therapist podcast. And the episode episode title was motherless men. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. 
The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CoastofMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. And um, she talked about, you know, she talked about, you know, at the time I'm recording this, DMX has just passed away. And she talked about just empathizing with the pain that he has experienced and other black men like him and the community that she grew up in. She grew up in the same community as um, DMX, that a lot of black men who have unresolved trauma don't have the impact, the input of nurturing homes, nurturing environments, and the, the unresolved pain and unsaid emotions that they experience, right? And so she's just talking about this. And her main point at the end is, you know, when you have... If you have black men in your life to make sure that you're reaching out to them, to make sure that you are talking to them, to make sure that you are helping them know that it's okay. And that really stood out in my mind because for years, y'all, for years, I have been torn and feeling as if I am doing amazing work here with Black Girls Heal and putting out resources and support for all of us to know how to heal from intimacy disorders and love addiction and love avoidance and the trauma that's underneath it and all of that. But I've just been torn with wondering, is there something or how do I put out something that's going to help Black men, Um, men and women, um, we we consume information differently. The ways that we're socialized to receive support is different. Um, I've talked about this um, so many times with my husband about um, what it would look like, what's a non-intrusive or non-offensive way to, to present materials to Black men um, that is that would be relevant to them, that would not um, seem corny or lame. And he'll give me some suggestions, but not anything that I felt really fit for me. And so I've really just resigned to, um, and not resigned in a negative way. I love just helping women break generational patterns and find healthy love and family and friendships and all that stuff. This work is so amazing. Every single thing I get to do with y'all is amazing. And there's a big part of the equation that is being left out. I've surveyed my audience multiple times over the years, and um, the majority of you listening, the majority of you who identify as women, also identify as heterosexual, which means that you will be partnered if you desire to be partnered with a male, with someone who identifies as a man. And if that is the case, you getting all bright and shiny and brand new and returning to a partner who wants to do better or wants to be seen and wants to show up but doesn't know how 
is really going to make you feel defeated and make you feel hopeless and make you feel alone. And I really want to share something that's going to help the other part of this equation. Many of us either are mothers or are going to be mothers, and we may be mothers to children who are male. You know, I'm a boy mom. Um, I'm married to a male husband. And so this information about men and healing is just as important for us to know. Um, it's not enough just for us to consume information for ourselves. We need to also know what the men in our lives are experiencing. I've also received, I know that I have so many um, male listeners as well who listen to this podcast because there isn't really a lot of resources that talk about black men and trauma and healing and relationships. There's definitely so many more than when I first started, um, but they still, they still, um, they still listen and I still get messages and I, and I love that. And so I've gotten requests over the last couple of years of if there's any resources that I have for black men. I have not had any up until now. Well, I still don't have any now, <laughs> but I, I want this podcast to be one step in that direction. Um, and again, I think what I'm going to share here is going to be beneficial for everyone. And I hope that if you do find it helpful, that you find it good to share with the black men that are in your life. So today I'm going to talk about how I have seen trauma manifest in the men that I've personally worked with in the past and the men that my coaching students have built and rebuilt relationships with in hopes of either adding to the language that you already have, that you're already doing in your own self-help healing journey work as men, or maybe for the first time putting it in a way that maybe makes sense for you as you start your journey um, or anywhere in between. I'm going to start off with just the observations. And then after that, I'm going to share some support and hopefully tools or resources for you to get started on your journey or to continue with your journey. So back when I was practicing therapy, my first specialization was sex addiction. And with me treating sex addiction, that meant that a lot of my clients were men or the wives of, or aunt, no, most of my clients were men, but I also would sometimes see the wives of these men who had addictions to pornography, to sexually acting out and self-medicating in, in sexual behaviors. And one of the first things that was so important for me to see and for me to connect with my men on was the deep pain that they were experiencing that these behaviors were covering up. So a lot of times when we think about men or when people see men who are not acting in their best selves, the first thing that they get is judgment. The first thing that they get is 
insults, the you ain't shits, the you're, you're never going to be worth anything, the how you're a mistake. And if or when they are open enough to talk about their feelings, their feelings are then dismissed. Um, they are watered down. They are just demeaned because there is a secret belief that we have as a society. And I'm going to say this to black women. And then for the rest of the episode, I'm going to talk to black men because I really want this to be an episode that if you feel the need to share it, that, that you black men, you would feel comfortable listening to instead of me talking to women about you, which is ironically is a lot of the conversations, right? Um, that people don't really talk with you um, versus at you. But there's this unsaid belief that men's feelings aren't real feelings, right? <laughs> that the women have the real feelings, that we are the ones who actually have true emotions and we are the ones who can actually experience the depth of them, but that men are shallow, that men are a little bit robotic, that somehow they have a bigger resilience, um, a higher resilience capability than we do as women. But that's not the case. The case is, is that men have different ways that they will show emotions, either because it is their personality or how they've been socialized or the way that their trauma has manifested. But men experience and have the same depth of trauma wounds as, as everybody else, as women. Um, you men, you as men, you have experienced grief. You've experienced um, the impact of physical and or sexual abuse and also the impact of emotional neglect and nurturance. You as men, you needed as little boys someone to hold you, someone to look at you and say, I'm proud of you, someone to tell you that it's okay to have a breadth of emotions and not just one or two, those one or two being anger and happiness and nothing else in between is acceptable for you. Um, you had, you needed and you desired someone to love you without need of proving to be loved and proving to be enough. You needed someone to be there. And oftentimes that doesn't happen and it doesn't happen in a lot of different forms. Sometimes it is a parent that's not there either from passing away, choosing to leave the home, their own mental or addictive incapacities. Um, maybe they worked a lot or maybe they were physically present, but they didn't give you the care and, 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 and nurturance that you needed. And here's the thing about when those holes don't get met. Those are human needs. You've heard me say this before if you've listened to this podcast. You being seen and loved are just as much human needs for little boys as it is for little girls. And just like food and water and shelter and all those things. And when you don't get those things, they don't go away. You just have to find other ways to manifest them. You have to find other ways to get that validation from your environment, from people around you. And that's when our self-medication behaviors start. 
So for men, you are very much affirmed when you have muscles. You are very much affirmed when um, your your physical appearance looks a certain way. So when you're tall enough, when your beard is right, whenever whatever that looks like. You are very much affirmed when you have a certain amount of sexual conquest. You are very much affirmed with your athletic prowess, with your ability to command a room, with your ability to make money, with your ability to um, be always right (laughs) and be in charge and all of those things, right? And so... Often you will see one or all of those things as a way to feel in control, to feel the man, to feel as if you have some power and some value that maybe otherwise you haven't had before or haven't had um, enough of. I'm going to tell you in the same way that I tell um, the women here in this podcast and of course career success. I didn't uh, mention that. None of the things that I just mentioned, having muscles, um, being, being, being built or being athletic or being top of the food chain or commanding a room or making a lot of money. None of those things are bad things. Those are actually amazing and excellent things. But when you're constantly seeking those things, when you're constantly seeking more and more sex, more and more porn, more and more money, more and more power, because there's a part of you that doesn't feel powerful, it's never going to be enough. There's always going to be a gap. There's always going to be one more step. And you're going to be searching and searching and searching and feel really empty on the inside, hoping that the change is right around the corner. It's also going to result in really unhealthy and unfruitful relationships for you most of the time. And that's because of just the basic truth Um, For all of us that when we are not good, when there's something that is not feeling good within us, we bring that into our relationships. So if I'm not feeling, feeling strong enough, if I'm not feeling validated, if I'm feeling secretly empty inside, it's going to be really hard for me to connect with the person that I'm with because I feel not enough. Oftentimes for men, the way that you're feeling not enough shows as is instead of what often women will do, which is kind of asking for affirmation and asking to be needed and asking and being very vocal about their needs, for you, it may look like you trying to fix it and get it all right yourself or numbing it out and not having words for it. Often men, because there's this bias that either you are not supposed to have emotions or if you do, we got to We got to beat it out of you or teach you how to not be controlled by it because emotions are bad or feelings are bad. You may not even be aware of what you're feeling sometimes. You might just feel that there's discomfort but not actually know that that discomfort is actually called betrayal or that you feel hurt or that you feel demeaned. And then especially if you're in a partnership with someone who is working through her own trauma or her own or his or her own resentment towards men or towards people who look like you and the way that she, I'm just going to say she just for, for ease of this conversation, I'm going to use heterosexual examples just for ease of this podcast. So just know I'm acknowledging that as I teach today. But if you're in a heterosexual relationship with someone who has her own resentment, 
her own pain, her own trauma. And then she's in a relationship with you where she feels like she's not getting what she needs and what she feels is the right amount of love and affection. Oftentimes how we as black women are socialized to treat black men is to rail on you, is to rage at you, is to insult you, is to threaten you, is to push you, sometimes physically to push you and put our hands on you because those are the models that we have had. And so for you, you're already feeling not enough. You're already feeling broken. Whether or not you have worries for it, you're, you're trying to figure this out the best that you can. And now you're in a relationship or in a partnership or it's your mama or your sister or your auntie or whoever it is. And you're just needing to be seen and affirmed, but you're just getting more messages of how you're not enough, um, about how you're doing it wrong, right? And that doesn't make you want to move towards them more. It makes you want to move further away. It makes you want to move further towards the things that at least this I can control. At least I can control and I can, I know how to excel here at work. Or at least I know how to make money. Or at least I know how to play basketball. Or at least I know how to play video games with my friends and get enough kills. Or at least I know how to go and bag a girl tonight to kind of numb out the pain, right? All, all of these things is just this never ending cycle. So with all of that said, I know there's no way I can hit every single scenario for men. And there's so many different variables and different ways that some, some, some men, some of you will act out in your pain. Some of you have just given up. Some of you deeply feel that not enoughness. And so it's hard for you to go out for things that you have dreams for and things that you secretly want because you have just learned that it doesn't work out for you or you're too afraid of going out for it, for it to only just blow up in your face and for people around you to see that, right? So for men, even though I am talking about love and nurturance as, as children, because as a basic need of all children, male and female, for you as men to be respected, to be seen as a leader, to be valued for your voice to be heard is so important. It is vitally important. And again, I think one of the, one of the things that happened to you as an adult, um, one of the traumas that happened to you as an adult is when people really undermine and underplay how important that is for you. So right now I'm saying, you know, so important for you to be seen as valuable and respected and successful to the people around you. Someone who would invalidate that will say something like, well, you know, you know, things happen. Ain't nobody worried about you. It's going to be okay. You just keep going. And they don't understand how much that is a part of your identity. Um, they don't understand how, how impactful and how, how destructive those perceived failures are. And that is not about um, vanity. That is not about ego. That is not about um, doing it from a place of trying to be like big and bad, but it is truly just a part of who you are seeking to be. It is truly a part of what makes you as a man feel valuable in this world. And not having spaces that see that for some of you can make you feel even more alone. And especially if you have spaces where people will say, well, I do care, 
But then when you try to express how important it is to you, that they actually don't seem like they want to understand or they want to tell you how you should feel and how you should think instead of listening to you. So I mentioned that, you know, I've have I've had listeners, male black men who have listened to this podcast and, you know, reached out for support and things like that. And I actually had the opportunity to talk with um, with a few of them. And I was just asking them. So if I were, you know, I was kind of testing things out and, and kind of thinking and, you know, brainstorming what I could do, if anything, with my, you know, small corner of, of the Internet, small corner of the world. And so I was just asking them, what are some things, what are the reasons why they listen and what are some things that if I did ever do something specifically for men outside of Black Girls Heal, what would they want to hear about? When I put everything together, what I really got, this, this was the common theme this is the common thread the common thread was not actually a specific topic but it was can you please share that these are the feelings that I'm feeling and can you please teach about how like we are trying and we do we do want these things as well and this is the way that I've tried to work through things and this is what's happened for me And what it really boiled down to being was, can you please tell them? So instead of it being about, this is what I need resources for, it was very much, I want you to communicate my feelings for me. And not in a, can you do the work for me kind of way, or I can't like this coddling baby way, which I think sometimes we can be on edge about, but more so... Maybe if you tell the black women in my life and our. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Our lives, how we feel, maybe that might help with them hearing and understanding me, 
hearing and understanding us. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. And what I got from that was that these men were feeling very much unheard that their basic experience that they feel pain too and that they're trying just as hard and they want to be loved and seen and respected just as much was kind of being lost in the shuffle it was being lost in the generations and the layers of pain and animosity that has been experienced between black men and black women over the years because of so many things, because of so many, I mean, the impact of systemic oppression, the impact of broken homes in our community, not really having models, women having to step up and be the leaders in their households and the passed down trauma that happens from that, from that emotional load, um, from the resentment, from the pain, from the grief, and that impact being passed on to men And then men also still needing to be seen and valued and not really knowing their place. There's just so much stuff. But really what I wanted, what I heard is that I had men in front of me, the men who listen to this podcast, who are actively involved in their healing work, men who just want to be seen and who want their pain, their points of pain to be validated as real. And also let me say this because something's coming up for me and I and I wonder if this will be helpful to people. Something that I, I've seen that happens when a male partner will try to tell his female partner, you know, I feel pain too and this hurt my feelings. There is an immediate defense of what about me? What about my pain? You did this to me too. And well, it couldn't hurt that bad because you did this, this, and this, and this. And it's an immediate gaslighting of their experience. Now, this could be from a woman who is so, so compassionate. And typically, she's really compassionate. She really wants to connect. She really wants the family to be happy and healthy and whole. And she wants the relationship to flourish. But she hasn't been taught to hear men's feelings and emotions as valid versus excuses. And the problem with that is, is that there are so many men, women too, but this podcast is talking about men. 
There are so many men that the way that their brokenness manifests is to make excuses, is to shift the blame onto you, is not to take any ownership or accountability. They are the type of men who will talk about their past trauma and that's why they can't get right and then ask you to spend years and years of your life waiting for them to magically get the desire to change and get better. That's not who I'm talking about. I am talking about men who do want to show up as their best selves, who are being vulnerable, who are, are, who are taking ownership and they're human and they're imperfect just like you. And they are trying their best, but that's not being heard or seen because we may be more attuned and maybe have had more experience with the first type of man that I've talked about. Or maybe we've been taught that all men are like the first type of man. So when there is someone who is amazing and wonderful, but still perfectly imperfect, just like you, it is hard to actually hear it and to, and to hold space for it. Right. So the gut reflex is, nah, this is bullshit. You're not going to make me undermine my value just to listen to you make excuses. But the reason why that happens is again, back to my point that I said earlier, we don't see men's emotions as real. We don't see them as, as long lasting because men are trained to show them in a different way. If they show them at all, we forget that they exist. They're like fairies. <laughs> they are mythical creatures. When that man in front of you, you're trying to get your man to, to be emotionally available, to share, to be compassionate, to, to open up to you and be vulnerable. If that's what you need, if that's what you want, you have to be willing to sit and listen as well. You have to be willing to, to listen and learn. Maybe you had it wrong. Maybe you have to apologize. Maybe you are the biggest offender in this situation, right? And there is an amends that you need to make. But again, you know, with all the generational trauma and ways that we've been socialized, we, we miss that part. And so to go back to what I was sharing, I had, I had men who were very vulnerable and open saying, I hurt and I have pain. And this isn't an excuse is because I want to have relationships and partnerships and family relationships where I can show up as my full self. I love, I love when I've, I've recently joined a couple of rooms on clubhouse, you know, clubhouse, I have a love hate relationship with because there just be so much foolishness on there sometimes, but there are so many great rooms that are for black men where they are actively talking about their emotions and their vulnerability and they are building love and they are still able to maintain their strength and, and their roles as being leaders in their communities and leaders in their homes and all of that. They, they, they have learned the balance and not feeling like they have to sacrifice that. And so going back to my promise at first, where I said, I'm going to talk specifically to black men. Uh, first I want to validate, those of you who have done the hard work to learn that, um, I want to say if some of you already had those models in your life, um, from the men around you, that's amazing. And I love that. And I would just, I'm assuming that you're going to continue to carry that torch to the other men 
in your community as well. But I understand that this has been a journey that you've had to learn as you go. And I just want to commend you for being here, for for listening, for, for trying. So before I end today's podcast, I really want to emphasize a couple of points that I think men, as part of your healing work, it doesn't hurt to hear again. And hopefully this validates your experience. So the first thing I want to say is I want to validate that it is okay if the way that your your trauma has manifested or your the experiences of your life has manifested is sometimes feeling not strong enough. You do not always have to have all the answers. You do not always have to know the right thing at every moment. I know that as you wanting to be a leader, you wanting to be strong, that that is very important to you. But I want to remind you that you as a leader and you wanting to be strong, you learn by your experiences. You learn by the moments that you have always had value outside of your accomplishments and you will continue to have value outside of them as well. Learning is just part of the process and I want you to start congratulating yourself and patting yourself on the back for the perseverance that you have had, for the fact that you have been courageously pressing on, for the fact that you have been looking for answers and looking for support in the ways that you that you've tried, right? Even if it hasn't worked out for you in the best way, the fact that you have been trying to fix and solve whatever is going on for you is more of a is more proof of the type of man that you are. That is the proof of how capable you are and that you will get there. I also really want to emphasize that it is okay for your feelings to matter, um, for you to acknowledge that your feelings matter. I know, I just know from my work that 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 statement is going to hit in a lot of different ways. For some men who are very emotionally aware and want to be in relationships, be it family relationships, romantic partnerships, friendships, that they can be more expressive with their thoughts and their feelings, that that's going to hit right on time. And for maybe some men on the other side of the spectrum, it's like, all right, <laughs> like it ain't that deep, but that's okay. Um, I guess another way to put that is I want you to know that it is okay and valid for you to want to be respected, for your voice to matter, for you to want to feel heard. Um, that is just as much of a need as the women in your life who want to feel loved and they all go together. So I just want you to hear that. The next thing I want to share, um, this may be the experience for some people and it may not, but just in case this helps, I want to also validate the experience of not knowing how to be a man because you didn't have the models around you to show you the example of what you want um, masculinity or what you think a healthy male should be. Maybe it's that you just know what you have around you isn't it. And you've been piecemealing and putting things together 
throughout your life, maybe more so in your adult life now as you've seen how things have worked out for people around you or for yourself. But I, I want you to know that it's okay for you to not have it all together and not okay with, not okay in the sense of just stop or give up or um, again, not trying to coddle or baby you because as much as you want to feel respected, that type of respect, quote unquote, can feel very disrespectful. Um, it can feel as if I'm saying that I don't believe in you or that you're not capable or or this really intrusive feeling of being overmothered, um, which is a whole different type of trauma that I didn't get into today, but just the type of enmeshment trauma that can happen with our mother relationships who might emasculate us in a way or it might might have emasculated you in a way and not allowed you to step into your manhood that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is is I just want you to know that this part of your life this is where you are of trying to figure out manhood that you did not cause it and Again, the fact that you are actively working to create a new narrative for yourself and create a new story to impact you and the people around you and the people that you serve and the people who watch you is amazing. That right there is the first indicator of masculinity, right? Which is stepping into that provider leadership role. And so, and you're starting with yourself, which is incredible. And I want you to know that no matter where you are in your life, no matter what age, if someone's mom has passes on to their 16 year old or you are um, a millennial or older, no matter where you are, I just want you to know that there is still time and opportunity for you to heal the places that have felt broken, for you to be in relationships with people who see and validate you. When I was working in the school system, I would always tell the teenage boys that I would talk to um, because, you know, I spent lots of times with the girls and talking with them about relationships. But when I would see these boys in toxic relationships, I would be like, you deserve to be treated with respect. You deserve a girl who is not going to play games with you as well. You deserve a woman who is going to 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 honor you who's going to tell you the truth who is going to make you feel strong and good and capable in all areas of your life right and of course you know for several of them I was saying it in terms that were more conducive with their age range but that was basically the the message and I want every man who is listening to this no matter who you're in relationship with um same thing I tell my women, love, love is not supposed to hurt. And, um, I would encourage you if this is the person that you want to be with, that if things are not jiving well, or if you feel like you're not able to communicate, that you find a couple's therapists to help you get there. That if this is a family member, that you find a family member to help you communicate the feelings that you needed to communicate. And again, let me use a different word in case it's more helpful to communicate the times that you felt disrespected or unheard or undervalued or dismissed or betrayed or humiliated or shamed um, or guilted, right? Um, intruded upon, emasculated. All of these are probably the words that resonate the most with you. 
And I want you to know that you deserve to share those feelings with the people around you and for them to be seen and heard, for them to see it and hear them as well. So that's what I have for you as far as resources. Unfortunately, like I said, I don't really have any specific resources that I personally have, but I'm going to share some things that I've come across along the way that either I have participated in or heard really great things about. I mentioned Clubhouse earlier, and there are two rooms that whenever I have come in, they have been really supportive. Only men have been the ones that are on stage. Um, If you're familiar with Clubhouse, you know what that means. I'm not going to spend time (laughs) describing it, but it really is built to be a safe place to talk about what your experience has been like and to commune together, which Hearing that you're not alone and hearing other people talk about what you're going through is probably the best form of medicine that most people don't get to experience. And so the names of those two rooms are Helping the Homies Win and the other one is Black Man Therapy or Black Men Therapy. Um, and I would just encourage you to go um, and just listen or share if you if you want to just Hear yourself, see see if you can relate to it um, and see if it's helpful for you. There are so many autobiographies and amazing works by black male authors. There is one that I've heard, again, I've not read it, but I've heard great things about it. I've read amazing reviews, it's been on my list, but I just, I feel, I feel weird not sharing something tangible with you, Um, but I've heard great things about the book King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. And the reason why I've heard I want to share that book is because I've heard that it talks about the balance of all the different roles that you as men have to experience of being the king, the warrior, the provider and the lover as well and nurturing all of those Um, or balancing, I shouldn't say nurturing, balancing all those different um, roles. And so I wanted to pass that on in case it may be helpful as well. The last thing I want to share is in in case this was helpful and for me to leave an open door to maybe doing something specifically for men outside of the Black Girls Hill podcast, but something specifically for men as well, I did want to share a way to contact me to let me know what might be helpful for you. So, um, you know, like I said, I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I actually bought a domain name <laughs> and, and planning to eventually do something for men. And it's called healingthechampion.com. And I remember I bought it before I talked to my husband and my husband's like, I don't really know if I like that name. And I'm like, really? Like men, they're champions. And and he's like, oh, no. And I was like, all right, well, if it's corny, I'll I'll change it later on down the road. But for right now, if you go to healingthechampion.com, you are going to be redirected to a survey. And I would love, love, love if you could fill out the survey and let me know what your experience of today's episode was, um, what are some things that maybe I got right? What are some things that maybe I've gotten wrong? What are some things that were, were good, but you would have loved to hear more about or more emphasis on. And especially if you're a listener to this podcast, or you've been following me for a while, 
I would love to hear why you listen and what are the things that you personally want to hear more about for your healing journey. Um, what are the ways that intimacy has been hard for you, that has been difficult for you to connect and to build trust with people? Maybe some of the ways that you have self-medicated um, and become codependent with activities like working out, like going to work, like sexual partners, like food, like um, shopping and accumulating things as well for, for you as men is also very common. Um, all the things, pornography, drugs, alcohol, whatever it might be, anything you may have used to numb the pain or celebrate yourself that has gone a little bit into excess gambling. I want to hear about it. And if I feel like I can put out something that best serves you, I would love to do that. And if not, then maybe I can continue to keep my, my ear to the ground and just pay attention to resources to help to pass on to men along the way. But I do know that when it comes to this healing process, um, no matter what your sexual orientation is, I know I, I use a lot of heterose heterosexual examples today, but no matter what your orientation is, we as black people, we need everybody. We need to know how to hear each other. We need to know how to come together. We need to know how to not play this tit for tat game with trauma or, you know, see whose trauma outweighs the other one because we're both hurt. And we both want both sides, either side to hear, to listen, to validate. We both, we all need each other. And I only think by learning about each other and being able to listen and hold space for each other is how we're going to get there. And I hope that this, I hope that this episode was a step in that right direction. Um, and I hope that I can continue to grow to give more resources to those of you who need it. So that's it for today's episode. Um, like I said, later this week, possibly Thursday or Friday, I will be sharing our second Mama's Month episode going back to working through mother wound trauma. We're going to be talking about grieving childlessness for women who have wanted to have biological children. And that may be something that you want or need to listen to um, as, of, as, of a, as a support. <laughs> so that's it. I hope y'all have a great day, a great week, and I'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.